The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Well, good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. It is Monday, June 19th. We've got a great one in store for you. Two kind of heavy hitters today at 715 and at 745. Dr. Paul Shalou at 715 today, a Catholic theologian. He's got a book called Dying Without Fear. It's a follow-up to Why All People Suffer, uh, which really focuses on the natural and spiritual concerns that are encountered in dying in death. This is um, a book for you. If you get a little nervous about death, I, I am very open about that. I, I Well, I'll get kind of get into uh, uh, to my struggles, but a uh, little bit a little bit later, but it's going to be really good with uh, Dr. Paul. Dr. Lawrence Feingold at 745 today. Lawrence is uh, assistant professor of theology at Ave Maria University's Institute of Pastoral Theology. The Eucharist is his book, Mi- Mystery of Presence, Sacrifice, and Communion. We're going to be talking about the um, really kind of the threefold purpose of the Eucharist today, presence, sacrifice, and communion. We'll get into those at about 745. Joe Stopulus will preview his 9 o'clock show today as well. Well, um, all right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Deacon Mark Campbell in for Matt Welcome. Thank you, John. News this morning is brought to you by Trappist Caskets, a work of the monks of New Mellory Abbey in Piasta, Iowa. Caskets and urns are available for immediate delivery, delivery or uh, as a part of a pre-planning ordering. Uh, you can learn more at trappistcaskets.com. Good morning. I am Deacon Mark Campbell, sitting in for Matt Wilcom. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to meet with China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, on Monday, but all eyes are on whether he will also meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping. It is a rare visit to Beijing aimed at preventing the strategic rival's many disagreements from further deteriorating relations. Blinken, who is the first U.S. Secretary uh, of State to visit China in five years, met with Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Gong on Sunday for more than seven and a half hours of what were described as candid and constructive talks on disputes that include Taiwan, trade, human rights, and fentanyl. While they did not appear to make concrete progress, both expressed a desire to stabilize ties and agreed that Chen would visit Washington to continue the conversation, though no date was announced. Pope Francis appeared in the window of the Vatican's Apostolic Palace on Sunday to make his first public speech since his his release from the hospital on Friday. The 86-year-old Pope waved and smiled as he gave thanks for the prayers and messages that he received during his nine-day stay in the hospital to recover from a surgery to repair a hernia. In his Angelus address, Pope Francis urged Christians to show the world the closeness of God through witness and freely giving service. After praying the Angelus in Latin, the Pope greeted Catholic pilgrims from Florida, London, Munich, and Italy, who were among the crowd gathered in St. Peter's Square to receive a blessing. The Vatican also announced that the Pope's Wednesday general audience in St. Peter's on June 21st would be canceled to safeguard the Holy Father's post-operative recovery. Bob Vanderplatz, president and CEO of the Family Leader, is calling for the resignation or removal of three Iowa Supreme Court justices who voted against reinstating the state's ban on most abortions. 
Justices Edward Mansfield and Thomas Waterman, as well as Justice Susan Christensen, refused to take up Republican Governor Kim Reynolds' call to reinstate a law banning abortions once cardiac activity can be detected, usually around six weeks of pregnancy. The law contains exceptions for medical emergencies, sexual assault, and fetal abnormality. Friday's rare 3-3 decision by the Iowa Supreme Court upheld a 2019 district court ruling blocking the law. Mansfield, Waterman, and Christensen are not up for public retention and, uh, a public retention vote until 2028. Currently, abortions are allowed in Iowa up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. And now for our scoreboard update, here's Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Monday morning, yesterday, PGA Golf, the 123rd U.S. Open. That was golf's third major this year. And American, Wyndham Clark, 29-year-old from Denver, Colorado, won his first major golf tournament, holding off Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy by one stroke yesterday to capture the 123rd U.S. Open that was held at the Los Angeles Country Club in Los Angeles, California. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Sunday. In an interleague play, the Baltimore Orioles defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 6-3 at Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Cubs now four games behind first place Milwaukee in the National League Central. In the National League, the first place Brewers defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates by the score of 5-2 in Milwaukee. The Pirates now just one half game behind first place Milwaukee in the National League Central. The St. Louis Cardinals pick up a win on the road as they defeated the New York Mets by the score of 8-7 in New York yesterday. And in the American League, the Minnesota Twins now in first place in the American League Central by two and a half games over second place Cleveland. Yesterday, it was the Detroit Tigers defeating the Minnesota Twins 6-4 in Minneapolis. In other games, the Los Angeles Angels defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 5-2 in Kansas City. And finally, the Chicago White Sox wrap up their West Coast trip. It was the Seattle Mariners defeating the Chicago White Sox by the score of 5-1. Yesterday, AAA baseball, the Iowa Cubs rallied from an 11-6 deficit and defeated the Indianapolis Indians, the Pittsburgh Pirates AAA Farm Club, by the score of 12-11 yesterday afternoon at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. The Iowa Cubs won five of six games versus Indianapolis this week. The Iowa Cubs have today off. They open up a six-game homestand against the St. Louis Cardinals AAA affiliate, the Memphis Redbirds. First pitch tomorrow night, 6.30 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. The I-Cubs now with a five-game winning streak. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And for today's fun fact, Sonora Smart Dodd of Spokane, Washington, was the daughter of William Smart, a father of six, a American Civil War veteran and a widower. One Sunday, she was attending church and uh, was here listening to a sermon recognizing mothers when the idea of Father's Day struck her. Mm. Sonora felt it was unfair that only mothers were honored with a day of recognition. Thus, she tried to establish its equivalent for male parents. And Father's Day was celebrated on this day for the first time in 1910. 1910. Yes. Oh. It, would, uh, it would be some time before it was recognized as a national holiday. But yeah. uh, uh, our, our, um, our Father's Day celebration got its, got its start. Did you have a good Father's Day? I did. It was yeah. uh, um, filled with, I would say, usual things, but uh, spent the afternoon laying in the pool. Uh, my wife actually offered to grill, which I told her, like, 
That's what fathers do. <laughs> Stand down, woman. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I. Uh, oh, Teresa left the state on Friday, and it <laughs> she, allowed, she allowed you to be a father. Doesn't come back Day. till Monday. Happy Father's Day to me, you know. So, uh, but I got a round of golf in thanks to my mom and my sister who took my kids with uh, their kids. They all went to a movie, and uh, whew, I'm worn out. <laughs> I mean, I am worn out, you know, and, and Teresa doesn't feel bad for me at all, Deacon. What's, what's the deal, Deacon Tony? Well, you know, that's the way it goes, boy. It's I mean, I want Father's Day. You have to pay for it. I wanted a little bit of, I want a little bit of, you know, condolences or something. But, uh, but I've, I've been pretty good. I've tried to be really present, you know, no emails as much as I can. So, uh, you know, just playing ball and, and uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. I had to laugh. Our, uh, Toby dropped me off at, at church, you know, and then he, he runs and gets the uh, paper for Father Aquinas there at the Basilica. And, and uh, he never said a word to me in the car on, on the way to, to, uh, to church yesterday morning. And, and it was at the uh, gas station getting the newspaper when somebody mentioned Father's Day. And he got, oh, so no. He, and he said, oh, oh no. man. Yeah. It, you know, he kind of spoke out loud. And, yeah. and then the cash, I guess the cash register, uh, the individual running the cash register gave him some grief. For, but, yeah, you got to now, now you got to hold that over his head a couple of years. <laughs> so there you go. Jimmy, another father in the house. Yeah. Good. Another one. Father James. Hope you had a good Father's Day. A warm one, too. Yeah. Uh, it was all right. Not yeah. too bad. Good. Nothing crazy. Okay. No yeah. rounds of golf. No, okay. no golf for me this weekend. That's all right. That's just, all right. Uh, just bags on Saturday. There you yeah. go. How did that go? Lost. Well, well you know, came to uh, ex- expected. Iowa Catholic Radio was represented, though. Yeah, yeah. we were represented. We're, we're, yeah, did, I kept throwing we, the bags in the in Sailorville. Didn't we sponsor something? Yeah, it was for uh, Iowa Service Dogs. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, a they sign had or their uh, annual uh, bags tournament uh, fundraiser for them. So, so who we was it? You and Amy? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because everybody else backed out. Oh. So. <laughs> I got I to gotta hit one of those. And I, and I'm not I, and, very and good. I got a call and says, hey, you're responsible of uh, finding someone to uh, play bags. I'm like, uh, Amy? Yeah. I guess it's us. Well, I hope it was a good time. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do we got for the weather? Going to be a sunny one today, high in the upper 80s. In fact, a pretty warm week. Clear tonight that overhead low in the mid-60s. Sunshine, a high in the upper 80s again tomorrow. By Wednesday, we're pushing 90 with more sunshine. 65 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio, 63 in Creston, Oskaloosa, 64 in Fairfield, Marshalltown. And to celebrate country concert benefiting the Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation, brought to you by Fairway, featuring Walker Hayes, George Burge, and Joshua Sinclair, is July 15th at the uh, Community Choice Credit Union Convention Center. You could learn more. At CelebrateCountry.org. That's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right. With all the good and holy chaos this weekend, on Saturday, I missed the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Um, so full disclosure here, friends, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little guilty. Uh, but I, I, I told her this morning when I first found out uh, that I will uh, I'll make it up to her. But here's a few things to know, about six things to know and share about the Immaculate Heart of Mary. First of all, of course, I want you to realize, friends, this is rooted in sacred scripture, okay? So, you know, th- this is a, a rooted in scripture. It's got a strong tradition in the church. And this concept of the Immaculate Heart, it centers on Mary's interior life, her virtues, and her unique role in salvation history. So those are the three things that this whole... Uh, devotion centers around. So first of all, her heart symbolizes her maternal love. So whenever you see the heart of Our Lady, uh, you're oftentimes looking at, of course, the love, but not just love in general. It's a love of a mother, our spiritual mother. This is how we see her. In fact, I've said before, my favorite title for Mary is Mother 
Mary. It's the simplest, but it, to me, it's it's the most intimate because that's that's who she is, my mother. There's a sword, of course, that's piercing through her heart, and this symbolizes her sorrows. So, of course, we have the seven sorrows of Our Lady. I don't have time to get into it now, but the seven sorrows of Our Lady are uh, that that pierce her heart. Of course, centered around her son and the suffering in which that she would see uh, for her son. The fire, of course, that kind of burns atop of that immaculate heart is her heart burning with love for Jesus and for us, her children. But remember, she loves God. She, She loves God, Jesus, her son, with the most pure love of any person imaginable. Any person that will ever live, that has ever lived, could not love Jesus more than her, which is why we, we look to her and look up to her so much. A lot of people, maybe outside of the church, don't understand why we look to Mary. In, in a lot of ways, you know, there's, there are people in your life, uh, there are people in my life that I look to that say, well, that, that guy or that gal really loves Jesus. They have an incredible prayer life. Mary's, you know, infinitely steps ahead, right? Because she was perfect. She was created. She's a creature, remember. She was created by God perfect. And finally, the roses that center around, that represents her purity. She is the Immaculate Virgin Mary, completely pure and stands still next to her son, completely pure. So those are kind of the symbols that we look at around the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And we turn to her. um, Much of the church turned to her on Saturday, and uh, we continue to turn to her and ask Mother Mary to pray for us. And I I think I've said before my favorite uh, prayer uh, title is Mother Mary, but my favorite prayer is from St. Tr- uh, uh, Teresa of Calcutta when she would simply say dozens of times a day, Mary, Mother of Jesus and my mother, be a mother to me now. Mary, Mother of Jesus and my mother, be a mother to me now. All right, coming up right after this, Dr. Paul Shalou is going to be on, Catholic theologian. Um, he's got a follow-up to his book, Why All People Suffer, called Dying Without Fear. We're going to have that for you on suffering and death when we come back. Good morning to all of you, suffering and death, right? But it's needed. This is who we are as Catholics, and uh, this is this is what we're about, because suffering and death isn't the end. It's only the beginning. Dr. Paul Shalou, when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Would you like to highlight a birthday, anniversary, or other special occasion? You can do that by underwriting a day of broadcasting on Iowa Catholic Radio. For a monthly gift of $300 or more, your message will be heard on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network throughout the day of your choosing. It's the perfect way to honor your memories and milestones while supporting your favorite radio station. Dates go quickly, so reserve yours now. Call 515 223 1150 or email Deacon Mark at Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Conant Services, offering installation, maintenance, and 24-7 emergency service of all types of HVAC equipment in Des Moines and surrounding areas. Learn more at ConnetServices.com. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory. Caldwell Parish offers services that are unique to the individual while following the Catholic funeral rites. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. CTOiowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Join Iowa Catholic Radio and Pulse Life Advocates on the West Steps outside of the Iowa State Capitol on Saturday, June 24th at 1 p.m. for the Iowa March for Life. Hear from legislators and pro-life leaders, as well as a march around the Capitol and Supreme Court buildings with pro-life advocates from across the state. This is an opportunity to proclaim the value of all human life and advocate for the protection of life in our law. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. The Iowa March for Life, Saturday, June 24th, 1 p.m. at the Iowa State Capitol. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines, offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at dinostorage.com. Help connect listeners to Christ. Tell a friend about Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com, 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning, everyone. John Linetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Thanks for tuning in. Second half hour, Dr. Lawrence Feingold is going to be on, Assistant Professor of Theology at Ave Maria University's Institute for Pastoral Theology. He's got a new book out called The Eucharist, Mystery of Presence, Sacrifice, and Communion. We're going to talk just about those three fundamental purposes, presence, sacrifice, and communion of the Most Holy Eucharist. We'll have that for you coming up. Let's go to our next guest. He is a Catholic author of Dying Without Fear, a follow-up to Why All People Suffer. Dr. Paul Shalhoub joins me. Hello, Dr. Paul. Hello. Uh, I, I am really interested in this because this has been at the top of my mind for years now. Death, dying. Um, and I got to tell you, I, uh, well, I'll get into me in a second and maybe we can have a little session here, but, um, I, I, you say there's a theology behind death and suffering, a theology. So theology, the study of God, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, God has a plan and suffering and death play into it, both in positive fashions. And so understanding that makes a big difference in how you approach death and I mean, imagine if you were approaching death as the prodigal son, the father of the prodigal son who who uh, wanted nothing more than to have his son come back to him. Mm-hmm. And if you were witnessing that and, and having that, you would not be fearful of death. You would be joyful with death. And just the opposite. If you were afraid of God, you don't know God, you're going to be fearful, and and it's not going to go well. So I was I was... Thinking about how how uh, God loves us and and would would make death a positive, not a negative. Well, I was just going to ask that: um, it, it, should the Christian fear death? Should there be any fear around death for followers of Jesus? Well, that's, uh, you know, there's always a, a amount of concern about how good you really are and whether you're doing the right things and all that. There will always be a little bit of fear, for, but but in in the end, you should really be joyful. I mean, that's the aspiration. Yeah, I um, I I, I fear death, and I, I I've talked to friends about this. Um, I got a guy that's listening right now that's holding me accountable to this as well. It's helping me through it. 
and I don't, I don't fear death. Uh, I don't, I don't fear death for death's sake, you know, to meet Jesus. I fear death because I, I fear detaching from my family. You know, there's a, I, I don't want to leave my kids. I don't want to leave my wife. And there's a fear there that can creep into me. And I, you know, I know that can be normal, but at the same time, I'm really working on that doctor. I'm really trying to work on that and just allowing Jesus, giving myself over and saying this life, my life, my family isn't mine. It's yours. That's tough. Well, it is. And, and, uh, you know, everybody has that feeling and, uh, you know, the goal, of course, is to help each other get to heaven, and you all meet there, and then, then there will be no fear of that. Yeah. Um, let's see. You, you review kind of the four last things, right, a little bit in the book. What, can you right. explain uh, what those are, what we mean by the four last things? Four last things are, are uh, death, uh, ju- death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Yeah. Death, okay, so. judgment, heaven, and hell. Right, that's the four things. Yeah, four last things. It starts now, with death. They, they all play together because <laughs> death is is the end of the, the judgment time, and the judgment is based on whether you go to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is very much a by, by uh, a uh, choice between two things because it's with with God or without God. You also say that there's. You say that there are four tasks of suffering. What do you mean by that? Well, suffering and suffering is uh, has four tasks to bring you from sin to salvation. First task is is everybody experiences, which is uh, which is the cause and effect relationships you have with with uh, vices and virtues. So when you have when you have a vice. Uh, like maybe drinking too much, you you get a hangover, and it'll kind of induce you not not to drink as much and to and to fall into virtue, which is temperance, the kind of thing. Mm. And then the second task is to go beyond that and to bring you in alignment with God, which is all those things that make you make you uh, suffer less and to avoid suffering, or good things and and are from God, and the things that cause you to suffer, or other people suffer. Or the opposite, or, or against love and against God. So, so the second task is to uh, is to align yourself with God. The third task is to uh, unleash love on your neighbor, and the fourth task is to be able to do that. To, uh, do that in, even if it means suffering and death to yourself, which is what Jesus did on the cross, right? Yeah, yeah. Redemption suffering. So it'll take you through those four steps if you follow, if you if you uh, heed your suffering and you pay attention to what it's teaching you. I like that, paying attention to what it's teaching you. You're also open with your own um, illness, your own diagnosis of Parkinson's, and saying that this is really, you know, your, your own experience here has taught you a lot about suffering um, and eventually death. Is that where all of this came about from that diagnosis where, where you think, okay, you know, here we are, or is it, did this happen long before? No, it, it, it happened with Parkinson's. Uh, the first, the first inkling I even had of this, this whole path was my, uh, neurologist in Washington DC, when I came to, to, to school here for my doctorate, uh, told me that, uh, Asking what, how people, why people suffer. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not studying that. Your neurologist well, you told that. you that. My neurologist, right? Wow. What did she he say? That, that, 
she's been waiting for 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 someone all forever for, to answer that question because she keeps getting that question answered to her asked for from her from her patients and she doesn't have an answer for it. Holy cow! That's what got me into suffering and and the death piece became because that, the last the last year my mother died of uh, of dementia on Mother's Day 2022. She was midway through writing this book, and uh, of course the Parkinson's is becoming more and more real to me. So. That uh, that that is factored into it as well, as well as uh, I was doing some family history work, and uh, there were some interesting stories there about how people died and why people died. I think that that helps people understand their own situations. How far have you come from that diagnosis? How far have you come in kind of giving yourself over to this suffering and death? Because it takes a lifetime. No one, no one, even the greatest of saints on their deathbeds, we're still, we're still working at it. Uh, but I, I got to imagine you're, you're a different man because of it. Well, yeah, because, uh, you know, I, I, I see the effort that, that God's put into, into this ministry by, by putting things in my path that makes this happen. And, um, so it's it's taken me somewhat. I mean, I, I have to say that that uh, there's still some fear involved with with the same reasons you talked about. But uh, but I'm a lot further along than I was. Yeah, it sounds like it. How can people get this book, Doctor? Well, you can get it from uh, Sophia Press, uh, or you can get it from any place. If books if books uh, are sold like Amazon or. Your local Catholic bookstore will have it. Yeah, you go to Divine Treasures. If they don't have it, they'll certainly order it here locally for you. The book is Dying Without Fear, and I, I would I would say get also um, his first one, Why All People Suffer, uh, again, which which really focuses on this, those natural, spiritual concerns that I think a lot of people have. I know I have them. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we are a people of hope, right? Alleluia is our song, right. as St. John Paul II said. Death doesn't win. Um, and, and this book is going to paint that picture for you and might even be a good one to take into prayer. Doctor, thank you for coming on. You're a good man. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Dr. Paul Shalou, everyone, dying without fear. Yeah, I, you know, there there is going to be, and I, I, I understand this, there's, there's always going to be some sort of healthy, hopefully healthy fear uh, of death, but there doesn't always have to be an unhealthy fear. And that's one thing that I've really worked on. And, and I think, you know, my attachment to my family, it's a good thing. I love my children. I love my wife. I don't ever want to leave them. I don't ever want to be detached from them. Right. Uh, I, I, I think even though that is good, that the Lord still calls me to be able to be willing to detach. You know, will you give it all for me? And it doesn't mean detach, you know, leaving them right behind, right? It just means giving them to the Lord and trusting that, that the Lord can take care of them. You know, it, 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 it's a, it's a, oof. it gets, it goes deep, right? But as, as doctor said, there's a theology around it. The theology, the study of God in death, in suffering, God is there. As Catholics, we understand God is there. Suffering, we believe, is and should be redemptive. Now, to get from point A to point B, from you know, not understanding that to understanding that, again, takes a lifetime, right? I'm certainly not there. I try. I'm not there. I pray for that grace. I'm not there. But to us, to us, 
that is where God is. And sometimes that's where he's most present outside of the most holy Eucharist, (laughs) right? Because there's the cross. If you want to come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. In suffering, we can get very close to the Lord Jesus because we enter the cross where all of us are going to go, right? I mean, death is unavoidable. It's, it's inescapable and it doesn't negotiate with any of us. I wish it did. It doesn't. So um, I, I forgot the quote that Deacon Mark Campbell walked out of here with uh, on St. Irenaeus. But uh, I'll have him share it when he comes back in the second half hour. Really good reflection. But the saints were the saints were parked right here. You look at the saints, and that's why I love the saints so much. They were parked right here. Joy, yes, um, and 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 holiness, but right with a clear vision of what's to come. That's heaven, and understanding that you, you break through death for that to happen. But they understood death wasn't the end, and we should as well. All right, coming up second half hour, uh, a couple doctors here, back to back. Dr. Lawrence Feingold is going to be on his book, The Eucharist, Mystery of Presence, Sacrifice, and Communion. We're going to talk about the three uh, kind of fundamental purposes of the Most Holy Eucharist. Presence, so his true presence. Sacrifice, we see and understand this is a sacrifice, the holy sacrifice of the Mass and Communion becoming one with us. We'll have that for you in the second half hour and dive deep into it. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to your daily gospel. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, Offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one to him as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand him your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. My name is Father Nick Smith, the parochial vicar of Our Lady's Immaculate Heart Parish in Ankeny. As we enter this 11th week of ordinary time, we continue with our Gospels from the great Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus is portrayed for us as the great teacher and rabbi. And Jesus is the best kind of teacher, because he never teaches us to do anything that he has not done himself. As we read the Sermon on the Mount, and we read these challenging commands, offer no resistance to one who is evil, go for two miles, do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. We can imagine for ourselves, how is it that Jesus lived these commandments? Of course, he lived them perfectly when he went to his cross. He not only went for two miles, he not only turned his other cheek, but he poured out the very last drop of his blood in an abundance of love for you and for me. So as we experience those little trials, those sufferings of each day, we can think of our Lord on the cross who lived out this Sermon on the Mount perfectly. We can unite ourselves to him and we can ask him for his grace so that just as he went to the cross for us, suffered for us, turned the other cheek for us, that we might do the same through the power of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you and let us pray for each other. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates. Addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from John Leonetti, EOS Implementer, the entrepreneurial operating system, helping businesses and organizations clarify, simplify, and achieve their vision. John.Leonetti at EOSWorldwide.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Leonetti here in the Catholic Morning Show. Coming up, we're going to be talking about the Eucharist. Uh, Dr. Lawrence Feingold is the uh, Assistant Professor of Theology at uh, Ave Maria University, and we're going to talk about his book, The Eucharist, Mystery of Presence, Sacrifice, and Communion, the Threefold Fundamental Purposes of the Most Holy Eucharist. We'll have that for you coming up here soon. All right, Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys and sufferings, in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Deacon Mark now with your news. Thank you, John. News this morning is brought to you by Trappist Caskets, a work of the monks of New Mellory Abbey in Piasta, Iowa. Caskets and urns are available for immediate delivery or as a part of a pre-planning service. Learn more at TrappistCaskets.com. Good morning. I am Deacon Mark Campbell, sitting in this morning for Matt Welcome. At least 38 students were killed and many others injured after an Islamic State-affiliated extremist group attacked a boarding school in western Uganda over the weekend. Four others were also killed, as well as six pupils who were abducted as the assailants fled across the nearby border into the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Officials said students were killed um, mercilessly, uh, some with machetes, while others were burned alive inside their dormitories. A group known as the Allied Democratic Forces claimed responsibility for the attack, which which follows a church bombing by the rebel group in January that killed 17 people. The ADF was formed more than three decades ago with the purpose of overthrowing the Ugandan government. Pope Francis appeared in the window of the Vatican's Apostolic Palace on Sunday to make his first public speech since his release from the hospital on Friday. The 86-year-old Pope waved and smiled as he gave thanks for the prayers and messages that he received during his nine-day stay in the hospital to recover from a surgery to repair an incisional hernia. In his Angelus address, Pope Francis urged Christians to show the closeness of God to those who suffer and are alone, as well as to those who are far away and even hostile, through the witness uh, and freely through witness and freely given service. After praying the Angelus prayer in Latin with the crowd gathered below in St. Peter's Square, Pope Francis also prayed for the victims of the attack in Uganda. Bob Vanderplatz, president and CEO of the Family Leader, is calling for the resignation or removal of the three Iowa Supreme Court justices who voted against reinstating the state's ban on most abortions. 
Justices Edward Mansfield, Thomas Waterman, and Chief Justice Susan Christensen refused to take up Republican Governor Kim Reynolds' call to reinstate a law banning abortions once uh, a heartbeat has been detected, usually, which is usually around six weeks of pregnancy. The law contains exceptions for medical emergencies, sexual assault, and fetal abnormality. Friday's rare 3-3 decision by the Iowa Supreme Court upheld a 2019 district court ruling blocking the law. Mansfield, Waterman, and Christensen are not up for a public retention vote until 2028. Currently, abortions are allowed in Iowa up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. Now for our scoreboard update, here's Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Monday morning, yesterday, PGA Golf, the 123rd U.S. Open. That was golf's third major this year. And American, Wyndham Clark, 29-year-old from Denver, Colorado, won his first major golf tournament, holding off Northern Ireland's Rory McIlroy by one stroke yesterday to capture the 123rd U.S. Open that was held at the Los Angeles Country Club in Los Angeles, California. Yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Sunday. In an interleague play, the Baltimore Orioles defeated the Chicago Cubs by the score of 6-3 to at Wrigley Field in Chicago. The Cubs now four games behind first place Milwaukee in the National League Central. In the National League, the first place Brewers defeated the Pittsburgh Pirates by the score of 5-2 to in Milwaukee. The Pirates now just one half game behind first place Milwaukee in the National League Central. The St. Louis Cardinals pick up a win on the road as they defeated the New York Mets by the score of 8-7 to in New York yesterday. And in the American League, the Minnesota Twins now in first place in the American League Central by two and a half games over second place Cleveland. Yesterday, it was the Detroit Tigers defeating the Minnesota Twins 6-4 to in Minneapolis. In other games, the Los Angeles Angels defeated the Kansas City Royals by the score of 5-2 to in Kansas City. And finally, the Chicago White Sox wrap up their West Coast trip. It was the Seattle Mariners defeating the Chicago White Sox by the score of 5-1. to one. Yesterday, AAA baseball, the Iowa Cubs rallied from an 11-6 deficit and defeated the Indianapolis Indians, the Pittsburgh Pirates AAA Farm Club, by the score of 12-11 yesterday afternoon at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. The Iowa Cubs won five of six games versus Indianapolis this week. The Iowa Cubs have today off. They open up a six-game homestand against the St. Louis Cardinals AAA affiliate, the Memphis Redbirds. First pitch tomorrow night, 6-30 at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. The I-Cubs now with a five-game winning streak. And with your Monday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And for today's second fun fact, John, I heard your confession earlier that you uh, overlooked the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of I Mary did. on Saturday. I did. Well, um, Overlooked, that's a nice way to put it. Well, I'm I trying forgot. to exercise mercy. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> well, you, you did have a busy weekend, as we yeah. talked about. Yeah. But... Uh, it, the, the Roman Catholic calendar, uh, the church, the feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus is 19 days after Pentecost or the second Friday after Corpus Christi. But in Colombia, their feast days or their national holidays are based on the, the church calendar and are separated and are celebrated on the Monday after. So if you missed the feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus today in Colombia, is the recognition and celebration of the feast of Sacred Heart. So does that mean the Immaculate Heart celebrated there tomorrow? Yeah, that that one I'm not really. I didn't dig that deep. I was just I, you know, we 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 talked about the immaculate heart in the yeah. first half hour. I thought, well, we can give we can give some love to the, there the sacred go. heart. To, there you uh, go. So if you Jesus. miss a sacred heart, uh, 
you know, go yeah. to Columbia and celebrate today. Right? That's right. There you go. I like that national national feast days. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat that the uh, yeah that they celebrate uh, their their national holidays are yeah. based on the church calendar. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Good stuff, Jimmy. What do we got for the weather this morning? Going to be sunny today, high in the upper 80s, and tonight clear. Overnight low in the mid-60s. Tomorrow, sunshine, a high again in the upper 80s. And then by Wednesday, we'll uh, possibly break 90 with uh, more sunshine. 65 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio. 63 in Crescent, Oskaloosa. 64 in Fairfield and in Marshalltown. The Celebrate Country Concert benefiting the Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation. Brought to you by Fairway, featuring Walker Hayes, George Burge, and Joshua Sinclair. is July 15th at the Community Choice Credit Union Convention Center Ballroom. Learn more at CelebrateCountry.org. At your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. That'll be a fun concert. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, living the life we are called can sometimes make others uncomfortable. The life of today's saint helps us realize that God uses all things for his glory. Saint Romuald today was born in Italy in the middle of the 900s. Well, as a young man, he witnessed his father murder a man in a duel over property. He was scandalized, and he fled to a monastery. The monks there found him to be uncomfortably pious and slowly pushed him out of their religious community. So Romuald traveled Spain and founded new convents. He experienced a great spiritual dryness during this time, though, until one day in prayer he was given a profound sense of God's presence, which never left him. This sense helped him endure the next six months where he was accused by a lord of wrongdoing and punished by his order, being forbidden to even say mass. Eventually, his father joined the order. Yes, Romuald's father, who murdered that man many years ago, joined the order of monks, had a massive conversion, as well as frequently turned to his son for consolation, advice, and strength in his new life. We ask today, St. Romuald, to pray for us. Amen. Let's go to Joe Stopulus here, host of Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Hello, sir. Good morning, John. Good morning, my friend. What do we got? First of all, Father's Day, good? A plus? Yeah, oh, yeah. Listen, always good. Always good. I mean, listen, the U.S. Open's compelling. That's what I care most about, probably. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, well, that, that's uh, a, uh, it, was a, it was a big one. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. A uh, big name good. in there, so that always makes it. Um, what do yeah. we got for your show today? So I was asked last week to speak at an event for the Young Catholic Network, and this is something that I was actually unaware of. But, man, when I went to it, I said, this is something that had I not had six kids um, in my, you know, 10 years ago or so, I would have been all over it. Really great group of young people getting together, uh, most of them in the business world, and listening to speakers talk about uh, the intersection of faith and business. And so I was actually asked to be a part of a panel and to moderate the panel last week. And so today I'm going to share my thoughts because the questions they asked, I thought were really good. They were probing. I thought they were very pertinent to what to what my show is about. And so I'm going to go over kind of you know what the questions were, and then what my answers are, what my advice is uh, to people going through, especially in their their 20s, younger 30s, in, in dealing with this. You know, I'm in the working world, but I'm I'm trying to live authentically Catholic. And, and what what does that look like? And so I'm going to dive deep into that today in the show. That's cool. I haven't heard of that uh, group either. That's oh man. Nice. It, it is. It is. There was there was like fifty or sixty kids. Kid, I mean, young adult. Really, fifty or sixty. Oh, dude, it's wild. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a that's a solid yeah. group here in Des Moines. Yeah. Well, good yeah, stuff. Absolutely. I was I was very fired up. Tune in at nine o'clock today, man. Up. You can always catch it at iowacatholicradio.com as well. He's Joe Stopulus. Talk to you soon, brother.
All right, Dr. Lawrence Feingold coming up right after this on all things the Eucharist mystery of presence, sacrifice, and communion. We're going to get deep into these because they are the three identifying fundamental purposes of Holy Communion. We're going to all learn something when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Happy Monday. It's June 19th. I'm Anne-Marie Cox with your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. Happy birthday to Father David Fleming. Father Fleming is the pastor of St. Pius X Parish in Urbandale. The diocese is looking for a digital evangelization specialist. This person will be responsible for helping us develop digital content for a new social media program we're rolling out to the parishes. Go to dmdiocese.org careers and click on Diocesan Openings to find the job description and learn more. The annual appeal to support our diocesan newspaper, The Catholic Mirror, is underway. Please consider taking a subscription, and if you can, take one for someone who can't afford it. The Catholic Mirror is a primary, cost-efficient way for us to get our message into every Catholic household in our diocese. Your support is instrumental in bringing important news and inspirational stories of faith to the faithful. Get your tickets now for Barbecue with the Bishop, a fundraiser for Catholic Charities. This backyard event in West Des Moines will support the many services Catholic Charities offers to those who need a helping hand. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Help connect listeners to Christ. Tell a friend about Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from CTO. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to our business partner, Big Red Q Quick Print. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. BigRedQ-DesMoines.com BigRedQ-DesMoines.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio was provided by Bows and the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen.com 515-244-ROSE Bozen makes the moment mean more. Iowa Catholic Radio and the Iowa Catholic Radio Foundation welcome Walker Hayes. Presented by Fairway. But every now and then when I get paid, I gotta spoil my baby with enough grace. In the Community Choice Convention Center Ballroom in Des Moines. Yeah, we fancy like Saturday, July 15th. Tickets are available at HighVTix.com. Celebrate country with BSB Design, Valiant Wealth, and Ball Team. Got to Burma Street State with the Oreo shake. Walker Hayes, Saturday, July 15th in the Community Choice Convention Center Ballroom. Presented by Fairway. Fancy like the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Here's the quote Dr. Uh, excuse me, Deacon Mark Campbell left for me. I told you about from St. Irenaeus. He said, the work of the Christian is to be ever preparing for death. The work of the Christian is to be ever preparing for death. Amen. Let's go to our next guest, Assistant Professor of Theology at Ave Maria University Institute for Pastoral Theology. Dr. Lawrence Feingold joins me. Hello, Doctor. Hello. How are uh, you? All right. Just, Greg, I'm, I now teach at the seminary in St. Louis, oh. Kenrick Lennon Seminary. Oh, Kenrick Lennon. Professor of Theology. I almost went Sorry there. It was between there and Mundelein many years ago for oh, seminary. Yeah? Okay. I, did not, I did not go to Kenrick, though, but I have some, uh, some friends that, that did go there. Um, all right, so professor at Kenrick. 
I got it written. I got it noted. All right, the book, The Eucharist, Mystery of Presence, Sacrifice, and Communion here. Um, You say there are three fundamental purposes of the Eucharist. Well, the church says it, but I'll I'll give some credit to you as well. Presence, (laughs) sacrifice, and communion. Let's dive into those for a second. Let's start with presence. Okay. Yeah, so Jesus instituted the Eucharist the last night of his earthly life before he was going to leave his bride, that is, his, his church, mm-hmm. and that he had founded, and before he was to leave them in death, he would rise, he knew, but he also knew he would ascend out of this world 40 days later, and so he instituted the Eucharist to remain with us in all of his human reality, as well as his, obviously, divinity. And, um, and so the Eucharist is the gift of his presence to his bride, and a better way and a worse way. Obviously, worse way, we can't see him and touch him as we would like to, but a better way because he's able to be with us in his human body mm. wherever his church is present. And we say his... I teach in a building, Kenrick Seminary, where I've got Jesus down the hall. Yeah, that's a, that's a gift. Um, but we say, we say true presence, right? Real presence. This is Jesus. Right. It's, it's, the, it's no longer bread or wine. Right. It's the same body... That got nailed to the cross, that was born of the Virgin Mary, that she carried in a womb, that was nailed to the cross, mm. and that rose from the dead. Mm. The same body and the same blood that poured from his side. That's why, that's um, why I say to people so all the time. to give us, yeah, his full human reality. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to leave the church because I'm not going to leave Jesus in the Eucharist. What, what a right. gift. Sacrifice, what do we mean? So Jesus gave us his sacrifice. So we can't, that's something human beings can't do. And I think of Maximilian Kolbe, who gave his life for a fellow prisoner in a concentration camp. And, and the most that the other, and the person for whom he died could do was remember it and live to be liberated and to pass on the memory. And he was able to present the gifts in the beatification of Maximilian Kolbe. Mm. But Jesus could do something better. He could not only have the memory of his um, sacrifice for us on Calvary 1990 years ago, um, remain, but he could give to his bride, the church, the very sacrifice so that we could offer it with her. And I think this is something that Catholics understand perhaps even less than the real presence, and that we need to pay more attention to, because this also is an incredible gift that I can't fully take in. So I, I wasn't there, and you weren't there 1,990 years ago when Jesus offered himself on Calvary. Mary was there, and John was there. And they joined, or at least Mary joined in the offering, mm. offering Jesus to his Father for the redemption of the world in her heart, spiritually, consenting to it, and offering her sorrow at it, which we can't fathom. And we're called to also be present at Jesus' offering, that he makes present in mystery in every single Mass. And this is why the Church gives us a Sunday Mass obligation, so that we join in spiritually offering the sacrifice. Yes, only the priest offers in the person of Christ, but all the faithful, baptized and confirmed faithful, are to offer um, Jesus spiritually to the Father and join our lives with him, because we're members of his body. Jesus doesn't want to be offered to his Father as a decapitated head, but he wants our life. And that what that means is simply we want to join our lives with our heart, and we can using our imagination, put our lives on the altar and say at the offertory and at the consecration and right after the consecration and offer our lives with Jesus to to the Father. And You're, that's a, a beautiful way of helping to sanctify our lives and unify our lives. You're really good. 
<laughs> My goodness. You're really good. I want to bring you in for a talk or something like that. Do you do talks on the Eucharist? Sure, yeah, especially during this Eucharistic revival. Man, that is awesome. And finally, communion, Holy Communion. Right, and so Jesus is, came as the bridegroom, right? John the Baptist identified Jesus as the bridegroom, and John himself is just the friend of the bride. If Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is his bride, it makes sense that Jesus would want to give himself not only for his bride, as he did on Calvary, but to give himself totally to his bride mm. in each of the members, and that's every baptized um, Catholic. And, and he wants to give himself to us in a way that leaves nothing out. And so the real presence is what enables this to happen, right? So he's really present on the altar, he's really present at the tabernacle, and after the sacrifice is offered, we receive the fruit of it, which is Jesus himself in all that he is, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And he gives himself to us totally so that we can be made more like to him so that he can nourish us in his ability to love, right? the, to nourish us in the ability to do the new commandment, to love one another as he has loved us. How long? We can't do that by ourselves. Yeah. Right? We need his feeding us with himself. How long has the church taught this? Since the beginning. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's the answer. Before the... <laughs> Yep, and we see it beautifully in the Fathers of the Church. So I have a little section on that in the um, Eucharist course and in the Eucharist book. The Fathers are very direct. Before the consecration, on the altar there's just bread. After the words of consecration, which are the words of Jesus at the Last Supper, what we have is his body and his blood, the same body nailed to the cross and that rose from the dead, and the same blood that poured from his side. Just beautiful, man. Just beautiful. Where can people get this book and take this course? So it's the course is Emmaus Academic, and you'd need to go to stpaulcenter.com. Mm-hmm. And, and, and likewise, the book is from Emmaus Academic, is the publisher, and you can get that from the St. Paul Center. You can also go to Divine Treasures here, friends, locally. If they don't have it, they'll certainly order it uh, for you. I'm taking the course, Doctor, and uh, we're going to talk. I, I got a couple talks in St. Louis, actually, this fall. I'm going to look you up and uh, see if okay, maybe we can get together do. for a coffee. You're a good man. That sounds great. He is Dr. Lawrence Feingold, professor at Kenrick Seminary. The book, The Eucharist Mystery of Presence, Sacrifice, and Communion. Wow, really good stuff today, friends. And, and this is exactly as he said, right? I mean, from the beginning. It, it, this is from right. the from the beginning. So God bless you, Doctor. God bless you. Thank you. All right, friends. That puts today in the books. Man, I'm going out on fire today. Uh, Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Let us pray for the intentions of our listeners, for all our priests and religious souls in purgatory, as we pray the prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. And may the blessing of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit come down upon all of us, protect us all from evil, and bring us all to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Leonetti. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The 
Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land where many a dream has died Like a tree planted by the water We never